0: Hi, everybody. I'm Dan Clydman, editor in chief of Yahoo News, and welcome to this bonus episode of Yahoo News' Conspiracy Land, a new podcast series on the murder of Seth Rich brought to you by Skullduggery. I'm here with my colleague and Skullduggery co host Mike Isakoff, Yahoo News' chief investigative correspondent and the host of Conspiracy Land, and Bianca Golodriga, the veteran news broadcaster who's reported for ABC News, CBC News, is currently a CNN contributor, and is our former colleague at Yahoo. In these special episodes, we will tell the story behind the story of Conspiracy Land, explore the larger themes that this tangled and tragic case raises, and hear from Mike what it was like to report on the Seth Rich murder as he plumbed the depths of the dark netherworld of American political conspiracies. Each bonus podcast will be available with the episode it corresponds to. Today, we're discussing episodes one and two, The Last Days of Seth Rich and The Russia Connection. Mike, Biana, welcome. Great
1: to be here. here. Okay, So
0: first of all, Isakoff. Just got to say, this podcast series is a tour de force of reporting and narrative storytelling. So congratulations. Well, it's
2: phenomenal. Thanks a lot. It's an amazing story to dig into. And, and, and know, really it's
0: important. Um, and right. we'll get into that in a minute. But let's just start. What drew you to this story? So look, I'm always fascinated
2: by conspiracy theories you know whether it's the JFK assassination i think i've probably read dozens of books on the kennedy assassination in my own reporting days the uh, clinton era vince foster conspiracies mena arkansas where supposedly uh, bill clinton was uh, approving drug flights uh, you know to the colombian drug cartel mohammed I mean,
0: atta in prague
2: well yes moving forward to the bush era mohammed atta Prague the conspiracies that the uh, Bush people promoted and this was the Seth Rich story is the conspiracy story of the Trump era because it starts during the election it's a way to deflect attention from the idea that the Russians were meddling in our election oh it wasn't the Russians that provided the DNC emails to WikiLeaks it was this guy 27 year old Seth Rich a a relatively junior-level staffer at the DNC, worked in the voter protection section, who was walking home early on a Sunday morning after a night drinking at his favorite bar and is shot and killed. And what police concluded from the beginning was most likely a botched robbery. There had been all these robberies in the neighborhood in the weeks before, seven in the six weeks before his death, and the circumstances seemed to fit exactly with what was going on in that crime spree and yet within A few days, it's transformed into something else, a political murder, an assassination by a squad of hitmen dispatched by Hillary Clinton. Why? Because he had the goods on the Clintons. At that point, it was just, did he know of corrupt dealings by the Clintons? How he would conceivably know this, nobody ever explained. And then a few weeks from there, after that conspiracy meme was out there, Julian Assange picks it up and suggests that Seth Rich was in fact his source for the emails. Doesn't quite say it, hints at it, offers a reward, says our sources need to be protected. And from that point, it's off to the races. So what started
1: as a local news murder turned into an international political scandal, right? Right. I was curious because obviously we lived through this. What was the first sign that this was going to go beyond just a local news murder and something much bigger? Well, who the, picked up the, on it? The very
2: first? first, you know, there's this obscure website, WhatDoesItMean dot com, that claims to be run by a secret order of nuns. If you look at it. It's a vehicle for Russian propaganda. It constantly is running stories based on Russian foreign ministry officials' statements, Russian press reports, and Russian intelligence reports. So July 13th, just three days after Seth Rich's murder, there is WhatDoesItMean.com putting out this story that it was a hit job by a squad of assassins dispatched by Hillary Clinton citing Russian intelligence. What we learned in the course of reporting this story is that Russian intelligence had planted the story. There was the SVR, which is the Russian version of the CIA, distributes a fake bulletin, read to read like a real intelligence report, making the exact same allegations that were in that what does it mean? And as we reported in episode two, the Russia Connection, the prosecutor Deborah Sines, is frustrated by by all these crazy conspiracy theories circulating about her case. She's in charge of investigating the Seth Rich murder. She wants to know where they're coming from. Why does this keep happening? And she goes to the intelligence community. She had a security clearance. Can you help me figure this puzzle out? And they send her back two SVR bulletins, the first one on July 13th, making those exact same allegations as in the What Does It whatdoesitmean.com story. Effectively, the Russians planted the
1: seeds of the
2: Seth Rich conspiracy.
1: So hence the Russian meddling begins. It's interesting because if there had been a different, let's say, candidate running for president, maybe it wouldn't, i.e. Donald Trump, maybe it wouldn't have been picked up the way it was. But we know this created a sort of perfect storm because Donald Trump had always been one who was fascinated by conspiracy theories, and obviously his most famous one being birtherism. Birtherism, right. And, And we're going to get to that
2: in episode six, our final episode, where we bring all the, birther, the birther conspiracy together with the Seth Rich conspiracy, and there's a connecting thread, as uh, as we'll discover in later episodes.
0: What, one of the fascinating things about this series, Mike, is the way you're able to describe the sort of conspiracy ecosystem. It used to be that conspiracy theories kind of stayed on the fringes and did not become part of mainstream right. conversation and you're able to show very vivid detail how you know the Russians get it into the bloodstream but then it moves through all these uh, right this kind of crazy cast of characters these you know people who live in the the sort of the dark corners of the, of the internet but yeah. eventually you know as you pointed out retweeted by Julian Assange Right. Steve Bannon, Steve Bannon
2: b- so you know follow the bouncing ball from the Russians to Roger Stone, the ubiquitous Roger Stone August 9th 2016 another dead body in the Clintons' way coincidence I think not he tweets that's the same day that Julian Assange is giving this interview to a Dutch TV reporter which we reproduce in this podcast hinting that it was that he made that, was a source that, that, that seth rich was the source and then it continues to go through that bloodstream that you know all these alt-right websites and celebrities start picking it up fanning it and you're right steve bannon then white house senior counselor Mm -hmm. one of the most powerful people in the u.s government is telling a cbs 60 minutes producer it was a contract kill obviously huge story the dead kid um, yeah, he referred to him yeah, as the dead kid uh, and encouraging 60 minutes to go out and report this story ultimately when does it reach its zenith Fox News and, you know, episodes four and five will deal with what we call Fox News fiction, the totally bogus story that Sean Hannity shouts from the rooftops and gives it its most prominent airing.
1: You know, among the most heartbreaking parts of the series are hearing Seth's parents. Yeah. You were able to talk with both Mary and Joel, and every time you hear her voice throughout the series, it's still the, the ring of pain oh, in her voice so many years later now, and she says. As reliving this is even worse than having to acknowledge that your child has been killed in many ways. How were you able to convince them to talk to you and to spend this time with you on this? Well, it
2: took some time. I mean, they have given interviews over the years, not a lot recently, but, you know, once we explained what we're trying to do here and, You know, made it clear we're taking this seriously and really wanted to dig into who Seth was. And I think that was a big attraction to them because episode one, we do try to humanize Seth Rich a bit and explain, you know, this was a real person. This was a a guy who was, you know, he was a bit of a a politics, but a passion for politics, cared about voting rights. That was something he was really worked up in. You know, that interview we have with his former girlfriend in college who says, the only time I ever voted was when he I said, was dating Seth. He said, I don't David care who it's for, but right. you have to you vote. You have to vote. Somebody who's, I mean, it's almost corny, but, you know, he believed in the democratic process. And then to watch and see his name being sullied in this way, it's been horrible for the rich
0: family, yeah. of course. I
2: mean, Just um, to
0: echo what Bianna said, I mean, this no. is the emotional core uh, no. of this podcast series, and it is a really powerful no. reminder that these conspiracy theories really have a, a devastating human toll on people. And it's not, I mean, the, the the story of the riches stands for the story of so many other people out there who have become victims of conspiracy theories.
2: Right. The last episode uh, is called Collateral Damage. We'll Mm. get to that. There is this phenomenon in which the conspiracy theorists, and it's not just in this case, I mean, Sandy Hook and all the claims about, you know, how it was the faked attack on the school. People go after the victims, they go after the victims' families, the friends of Seth Rich and these who have had to live through this, the bartender who was his friend, the bar manager who was his friend. and suddenly, find because he took his kids on a tour of the White House. Aha! Well, clearly, they there's a Hillary meeting. Clinton. Yes, connection. yes. He was meeting with uh, with conspirators inside the White House. The uh, the neighbor who you know was the first on the death scene to be targeted and compared to Jeffrey Dahmer, the serial killer. I mean, you know, it's just crazy out there uh, in those wild corners of the of the web. But you know, there's something about these conspiracy theories that make people very nasty and very mean.
1: What fuels it, especially in this case, is preying on the vulnerable, right? In this case, being the rich family, looking for answers. This is still an unsolved mystery, right? You talk to people like Deborah Sines and you hear the frustration in her voice, because in many regards, she blames a lot of these conspiracy theorists for circumventing what a normal investigation is supposed to be like.
2: Right. Because what she had to do was she had to disprove everything because she knows when the cops finally capture whoever it was who did this to Seth Rich, one of those bands of robbers who were running free in the neighborhood, um, the first thing the defense lawyer is going to do is like, well, you know, What about these claims that it was the Russians who did it? Have you looked into that? Have you investigated it? So she had to waste her time going down these rabbit holes just to make sure that she would be able to disprove any of these wild conspiracy theories. I
0: love Deborah Sines as a character because to me, she's this kind of personification of truth and facts, and rationality, and expertise and, and in expertise right. a world of conspiracy theories and fake news. And I guess the question that I have for you is motivation. Yeah. What, at the end of reporting this story, what are the motivations of uh, all of these, this kind of rogues gallery of people involved in this? Look, I
2: mean, you know, there's an element of it that's pretty simple. I mean, the Russia story was cast a cloud over Trump's election and his presidency, and if you could disprove it, if you could show it wasn't the Russians, it was this other guy over there, you've undercut The Russian narrative and you've helped Donald Trump you know restore in his mind and his supporters minds the legitimacy of his presidency so I think that was the driving force and that's why you see people like Sean Hannity and Jay Sekulow will Trump's lawyer and you know all these and Roger Stone all pumping the Seth Rich conspiracy story because it was a very politically convenient conspiracy theory to push out.
1: Highlighted ultimately by the president himself, allegedly saying this is an interesting story. Let's pursue it.
2: Right. We'll get to that in later episode. Uh, You know, there's an email to that effect. We can't put Trump himself, his fingers on it, that email notwithstanding, because it's not from Trump, we don't know, but to have Steve Bannon, the guy who's whispering in his ear throughout that period, puts it pretty squarely inside the Trump White House.
0: Well, it it is a riveting and deeply disturbing story, and uh, in the coming uh, bonus episodes, uh, we will see how it unfolds, and we'll break it all down. So, thanks for being with us. Great. Thank you. What is the true source of the Seth Rich conspiracy theory and who should be held accountable? Join us as we get to the bottom of it at news.yahoo.com/conspiracyland and subscribe to Conspiracyland on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts.